Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week's podcast is a cracker. It was all right, wasn't it? It was honestly, we're recording this after the podcast, just to give you a bit of a, a mouth-watering insight to what the podcast has to offer today. There's a surprise in there that I did not expect, and I kind of semi-guessed it, but that was still an awesome surprise. I had a surprise for you to celebrate our 50th episode. You kind of borderline ruined it, Rick, I'll be honest, but it was still good. <laughs> We've also got loads of different stories about how you guys have met different golf professionals around the world, and also we kind of fabricate a story about a couple getting divorced which might be true or not true we shall see and i also tell a story rick which i don't think i've mentioned on the podcast before of how i not only played with rory mcelroy but beat him at his own game it's a pretty impressive story i must admit we're stopping rating them i've said this a million times i want you to rate it though out of 10 be I'm, honest I'm, I'm honestly going to give this episode i went in recording this episode with a thought if we get this over a seven out of ten we would have done well yeah i honestly think now after the podcast and we've done it and this is afterwards i'm going to give this a nine out of ten wow this episode our 50th episode of the rick shields podcast in my opinion is one of the best we've done so get ready sit back and enjoy the 50th episode of the rick shields golf show podcast press that jingle rick welcome back to the rick shields podcast everybody i'm your host rick shields i'm here with producer guy episode number 50 50 not out i know that's quite cool, isn't it? Nice little mm-hmm. achievement. Well done, Guy. Thank you. Well, actually, I did not tell you this. We actually had a, um, a voice clip sent in from a guy called Lee who wanted to congratulate us on 50 episodes. <laughs> Go on. Have so you haven't heard this yet, have you? No, I've yet. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, I'd love to. One sec. Who is it? Lee what? Lee Westwood? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, congratulations on making it to 50, Rick and Guy. Um, Rick, I hope you're working on your caddying. Um, remember, like I said before, Less is more. Uh, definitely, do not try to over caddy. That is, uh, that is not your forte. So it actually, was Lee Westwood in the joke? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah. How did you get that? Um, you know people. I know people. Got I very honestly, good friends at the R and A. Honestly, 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 didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> When you, just, when you said Lee, and I was like, I'll just joke as if it's Lee Westwood. It actually was well, Lee Westwood. Lee That's Westwood really cool. I to um, congratulate you on 50 episodes of the Rick Shields Golf Show podcast. How do you feel? I feel very honoured. 
Wow. So you should. I'm kind of quite shocked about that, I honestly. I've had it for a, you know, a few, good few days. I, was, I wanted to tell you, but I thought, no, I've got to keep it a secret. It'll be funny. That was really good. Oh, thanks, Lee. Um, we'll have to get him on the podcast one time, won't we? Well, we can say we've had him on the podcast now, in a way, can't we? Oh, yeah. That's his, that's his appearance. Friend of the done. show. Um, oh, thanks, for It's it. a nice little start to the podcast, that. There you go. Um, it was worth getting to 50. Um, we've had a few guests on the last few weeks, and it's a, an old classic Just Guy and Rick podcast I don't today. Know if that's... <sighs> Having guests, we've had this discussion, haven't we? Having guests on, we are definitely going to do more often because it's interesting, isn't it? Really interesting. And people naturally seem to enjoy when we have guests on. So it's not going to be obviously every week. So if you've tuned in this week thinking there's going to be a guest on, sorry to disappoint. However, this is one of those ones that's like a bit of a ramble, no real massive structure, and they sometimes end up being the best. But we have got our fingers in pies, haven't we? We have. Or attempted to get our fingers into pies. We, we've sent many a message. Mm-hmm. And some of the guests we've potentially got lined up are really exciting because we, we like what we've done with a few guests so far. They've not been predominantly golf professionals. In fact, we've had no golf professionals on, bar Matt Fryer. And Lee Westwood. <laughs> and Lee Westwood now. <laughs> but like we've had Paul Sturges. We've had Mia Baker. Yeah. We've had John Robbins. We've had Tubes. Um, we've had... Um, Steve Brillhood, the uh, European Tour Academy. Who was probably the most golfer yeah. in, you know, actual guest we've had on the channel. So we're really excited about having some new guests in the future. And it might be it might be more celebrities that play golf potentially. Finding out why they play golf, what do they enjoy about golf, and you know, all those different avenues. So stay tuned. I think there'll be some really exciting guests. I think we've got a nice formula now for doing guests. We, obviously, we can't always do them in person, but if we can do them over Zoom or whatever means of communication, then it can still work. However, not to be disappointed, we've still got an action packed episode coming your way. We have. We've got a really good, crazy golf story this week, which we're going to come on to in a little bit, and that leads on to another topic which we've got about when people have met famous golfers okay now we put this in the podcast group on facebook and we had an amazing response but what we didn't what we didn't massively want was people just to say for example um i met ian poulter when he's playing at the open and i just watched him because that's yeah, not yeah, really, yeah. like obviously that's quite cool that you've watched him in real life but it's not really met so some of the ones we've got are quite funny it's the fact that like 70 other 70,000 other people could say that well that's exactly it so even though in a way that's still a cool story and a lot of people aren't fortunate enough to go and watch the golf live so if you have that's, that is great but some of the ones we've got are really good um we've also got a really um th- this week's open podcast which we will well the one that's just gone which we'll come on to a bit later on was about the jewel in the sun which was mega so we're going to discuss that as well and we're also going to talk a little bit about, I know it's not quite the end of 2020 yet, depending on when you're listening, obviously, but we're going to talk about the most underrated golf brand of 2020 and also the best all-round golf brand of the year. Ooh, I wonder if it's even the same brand. We can have a chat about that, can't we? Could well be. Well, it's not, but it could well be. <laughs> but what was the achievement we got this week with the podcast, Rick? Achievement? Mm-hmm. Lee Westwood. No. Knows. Um, achievement the charts oh yeah <laughs> the massive <Sorry>. achievement <laughs> the big huge achievement rick what was it <laughs> that you've obviously forgotten about already <laughs> well because it changed weirdly we actually shared all over the social media get this we were top 10 of podcasts in all of sports mm. we originally posted everything about number nine yeah. but the very next day we actually moved up to number eight mm. in the podcast of all sports some of the podcasts we beat were 
big Your Sky podcast Sports, as well. Jamie Carragher, your Gary Nevels, etc. We absolutely et smashed it. So thanks so much for everyone's support. We are loving doing the podcast. The numbers we're getting now are just astronomical, far beyond our expectations. We want to keep growing it, so make sure you share the podcast. Tell your mates, tell everyone to listen every Tuesday on their favourite platforms, and hopefully you are enjoying it. And like I say, it's a nice way. I've, I still love it in the fact I can just sit here, and I know for an hour we can chat anything that we've not discussed that we need to talk about let's say there's been things that's happened in videos or there's been beef on twitter or whatever it may be this gives us an opportunity to talk about all that which i don't often get a chance to do and obviously sitting down with you and you've done a great job i know you've got a nice little appreciation post on the that facebook so group the other day. it got accepted instantly <laughs> yeah, that's just a quick tip if you're a member of the facebook group and you want your post to get approved all you have to do it's not a big thing just put at the start how much you like guy it gets it, it instantly approved <laughs> I'll wake up in the middle of the night if, if I have to, to approve them. Guy actually has notifications turned on <laughs> yes. for people who who, uh, who compliment Guy. But no, you have done an amazing job. And like I say, it's really exciting. Um, we might have spoke about a couple of podcasts ago that we were going to be recruiting a new member of staff to be helping out with the podcast. Proud to announce they're going to be starting officially today which is your Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully you're going to see some different, not different types of content, but we still plan on filming the podcast, getting it up on the second channel, getting on Facebook clips. Um, he'll also be responsible for bringing in guests a bit more as well. So it's going to be really exciting. Loads of things planned. Um, and it, it's been a good journey so far. And we've also had some Pro V1s with the logo on. They're quite cool, sick. aren't they? It was kind of obviously we've not really done anything else with our vip uh, what was it hall of fame listeners yet yeah. but the one that went on the Derek first was Derek chan and he created those bridgestone balls for us with the logo on that were class and we thought well they are good we need to get some more golf balls in a bigger quantity so we've now got pro v ones and we're giving some away on the instagram page so if you're on instagram just make sure you're a follower at the rick shields golf show i'm going to give some sleeves away if you're not on instagram don't worry we're going to give out more maybe not not all not weekly, but we're going to be giving away in quantities, I would say, going forward. Yeah, and th- there's rumours, I don't know how much I can say about this, but there might be new ones next year with a new ball. Yeah, there will be. Much I can say oh, about. you can. There's a, the new probably one next year, we'll have new balls. Great. Um, also, the Instagram page, over yeah. 30,000 followers now, and you might have noticed a little blue tick on there. It has got a blue tick. The Rick Shields Golf Show podcast, everybody, is blue ticked up. So that's quite exciting. It means we're the real deal now, basically. It means that you can just flex even more, can't you? So you've got like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm very When you go twice. sliding into DMs, it, it stands yeah. out so much more. So hopefully our slides into these celebrity DMs will be much highly, highly ranked. Yeah. Where should we start with the the topics that we discussed so Do you want far? to start with this crazy golf story or not? <clears throat> I do actually, yeah. It's quite a good one. So let me just pull it up one second. So I think it caught everyone by surprise a little bit last time, and I don't think they were bringing out the best crazy golf stories, were well, they? Well, this one, it's it's good. So it's from a guy called Peter. <laughs> okay. Um, weirdly, though, it's quite long, but I'm going to try and, like... The, the thing is, for me, when I try and do these emails, so when I sometimes listen back to the podcast, which I always do on, on Apple and on Spotify and on Amazon, to give us as much I don't really, um, I try and read them out almost word for word so I don't miss anything, but then I feel like it takes too long. Yeah, and then when yeah, I try yeah. and skim through it, I worry that I've missed bits off and I stumble more and I say, erm, a lot. So I'm going to try and read it out pretty much word for word, but it's not that long. So just it says, be, just don't be delusional about anything. D- delusional. That you're to read. That's, I can say that word. So delusional. Delusional. <laughs> I can say it a million times in a row now. I don't know what happened to me that day. Um, so it says many thanks for the podcast I love listening to them every Tuesday so it's a really solid start isn't it yeah yeah strong um, 
On the last episode, Rick mentioned watching Tiger Woods at the Masters last year and having to go five holes ahead to secure a good position to see him play. And that got me thinking about a great experience I had last summer when I attended the Open at Royal Portrush. So straight away there, he's got me again. He's got Tiger in yeah. there. So I was thinking, okay, content, give it to me. So it says, I had a ticket for the Tuesday practice day and was desperate to see Tiger play in the flesh for the first time. However, when I checked the practice times, I was gutted that he wasn't scheduled to play any holes at all that day. I watched a few groups play the first hole and decided to walk around and explore the rest of the course. At this point, Tiger and Joey, his caddy, walked right past me heading to the 12th tee to play a few quiet practice holes. It was still early in the morning and all the other players and spectators were on the front nine. About 20 other people had spotted Tiger, so our small group were able to walk within touching distance of him as he played seven practice holes. I've attached a photo to show how close we were able to get to the greatest player of all time. This was really only a case of being in the right place at the right time and was a truly memorable experience. Um, but it is nothing compared to the crazy golf experience my friend had with Tiger. So first Ooh, things I was first, say, he's, he's kind of taken us on a. That's him, oh, yeah, how close he was. So he's literally I six foot. He, in this time right now, COVID time, sensible distance. <laughs> well, he might even be too close. Yeah, potentially even too close. But yeah, and he also, if you look around, how few people they are. Yeah. So that's the thing. He's got this picture of Tiger, and not only is he close, there's literally, as he says, about twenty people. Well, you can only see about five on this, but you can tell it's very quiet. And actually, the clock is half past eight. So if you think about it, you've got the Rolex clock in the background. It's half past eight on the back nine. It would probably yeah, be quite yeah. quite on a Tuesday. Yeah, of course. So here comes the, uh, the probably even the better story. Okay. And this, so this also includes Tiger. Yeah. And, well, you've got to wait. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and it's his friend. So it's not the same guy, but it's his friend. He lives in Newcastle, which is in County Down, which is the home to the world-famous golf course, Royal County Down. About 15 years ago, when Tiger was at his peak, my friend and his wife were walking down the main street going to an important in- um, appointment with their solicitor okay so picture this a man and his wife walking down the street going to I don't know what they're going we don't need to know what for they're going yeah, to probably getting divorced maybe getting divorced or yeah possibly getting we've just made up the story of getting divorced <laughs> they might not be getting divorced they're going to be happily married they're going buying a new house do you see a solicitor when you get a house I can't even think that you don't do I you? Think, uh, uh, no I think you don't you see a mortgage advisor do you not, do oh, you no, not you see a solicitor to, to go through all the legal documents? So they're either getting a new house or getting divorced. You choose. That's the great thing with these stories. You can make up your own. I'm going to go with the divorce, do you? <laughs> yeah, I like yeah, it's the better, isn't it? They're getting divorced. Um, let's not go into why they're getting divorced, but just getting divorced. I don't think Tiger had anything responsibility oh, for Oh, did he? That's the, <laughs> I don't know where this is going. So anyway, she so was going down the streets. this important appointment with the solicitor. And a helicopter flew overhead. Which isn't unusual in Newcastle. Again, it's not Newcastle in the UK. Well, in England, it's Newcastle and Royal County Down as many wealthy people fly in to play the golf course. However, if it was a player... Um, sorry, start, I've missed a bit out. However, it was the week before the Open, which um, I don't know what, what... This was 15 years ago, so it would have been probably St Andrews. So yeah. they were, obviously, the Open wasn't in Ireland, but they were going for a practice round. Um, and my friend began to wonder, who would this player be flying in for a practice round? And it would be somebody, obviously, a major player, coming to play on a, on a tough course, a tough links course, the week before the Open. He quickly turned to his confused wife and told her she would have to go to the appointment on her own as he began to sprint towards the golf course to find out who the who was on the helicopter. Wow. That's quite bold, that, isn't it? Well, if you're getting divorced... It's like, yeah, you go. Yeah. Cow. <laughs> you stupid cow. And she'll go in the solicitor's and go, he's always like this. Yeah. He's not turned so, up to the meeting. I want everything. So it's a win-win because he gets to go and see who he wants to see, which is he wants to do. And she, she gets, gets the house. She gets the house. And the puppy. She has the kids. He's on a weekend. So every, everyone's a winner. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> his curiosity was was rewarded when he discovered it was Tiger Woods and his team 
He plucked up the courage to ask if he could follow them around and was told if he kept the sensible difference, he could walk 18 holes with them. Oh, my God. I'm not sure if it was his wife. I'm not sure if his wife was tempted to turn this appointment into a divorce proceedings. Thankfully, they're still together, so they're not divorced. Aww. I forgot that bit about it, but it was good while it lasted. They're still happily married 15 years later. Christ. <laughs> There's never a happy end of these stories, is there? <laughs> um, but basically, his curiosity was rewarded with a front row of Tiger Woods for 18 holes. Now, just picture that. The, the first story was quite cool, how he got to walk around with 20, 30 other people the week, over the week of the Open. But imagine literally walking around watching Tiger Woods, just you, three or four Amazing. of his team. And he just had to stay just far enough so he wasn't being a pain. Wow. That is some story, that, isn't it? I almost feel maybe just going back onto that divorce story, <laughs> that she actually went into solicitors and said to it, look, he's gone running off. He's seen this fancy helicopter. He's gone run, running to Royal County down. And the solicitor's gone, what? There's a major player. <laughs> also a big golf fan. Yeah. Shoots out the meeting, runs all the way to the golf course as well, potentially. Mm-hmm. Gets back and says, thank you to your husband. Your husband's an amazing man. He's the best person I've ever met. Very kind. You should never, ever, ever leave someone like that. And maybe she might have walked home that day on her own and gone, you know what? He's not all bad. Mm. He has his flaws, but he also has his, you know. He's got good intuition. And he's spontaneous. He's very sp- <laughs> borderline too spontaneous, but he's unpredictable. It's quite attractive, isn't it, when a man's unpredictable? That's what she wants. She yeah, wanted a bad boy. Yeah. And she got a bad boy. Bad boy for life. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, that's... And I remember they do go to Royal County Downs, another golf course in Ireland as well to go to. Is it Mount Juliet? I, yeah, think, I think they go Tiger's, to a lot. I've heard that one, yeah. And I've heard and weirdly I, about Tiger there, yeah. Yeah, I think it, before, because they're very kind of open, obviously, set up wise, i.e. Lynx golf courses, tough Lynx golf courses, and Tiger typically won't play in the Scottish Open. I don't think he ever has, potentially. And then he'll go over to the... But Scottish Open, actually, back in those days, were always played at Lot Lomond anyway, so it's, that's not, very different. Yeah, to, it's not Lynx, is it? No, uh, now they play on a little bit more Lynxy golf courses. So that story got me inspired to ask people about when they've met a famous golf. And I've actually got nine different... Well, we may do savings a bit later on in the, in the episode. We'll run through some of them. There's some really good ones, actually. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll do one now just to get the... Have you uh, got one as well? I've not really got one. I mean, I've played Rory McIlroy, which is quite cool. Oh, you go. that's quite a cool To tell one. my story go on. quickly. So, when I I try and do, I always feel like pressure to keep it short and sweet. When I was um, a student studying yeah. at Liverpool John Moores University, um, I worked in American golf, as you, obviously you know, that's how I knew you, part-time. And when Nike brought out the first covert driver, the red one, they really wanted to try and push it and to get that product in more people's hands. Because at the time, Nike was still seen as a bit gimmicky and a bit cheap. Well, not necessarily cheap in price, but cheap in terms of performance and look and everything. So they brought this new covert driver. And it was one that Rory obviously signed and started using. Those two, there was a normal one, a tour version. So they said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to... Um, on a very short-term basis, essentially employ 13 people for like six weeks. And we're going to get them in the biggest American golf stores that have driving ranges. And every week, well, every Saturday and Sunday for six weeks, these kind of very much, it was almost like an agency employed. These people are going to um, stand the driving range and get people to try the covert driver and let them um, experience what this new driver's like and, and hopefully sell more product. As an incentive, these people that we're going to em- employ, um, the winner, the person that can sell the most drivers, will get to play with Rory McIlroy and meet him in Scotland at Archerfield Links. So although I worked at American Golf, my manager at the time, a guy called Chris, 
he put me forward and said, oh, I know this guy called Guy who works at the store, who's who's good at sales, he, he likes product, he's quite clued up. I think he'd be really good at it. So they said, okay, great. So I got a little bit of training on this new driver. I gave him like a little um, flight scope to use and stuff. And for six weeks, every Saturday and Sunday, I'd go to American Golf. But rather than be in the store as normal, I was on the driving range. And literally anyone that walked walk past, I'd say, do you want to try the new Nike Covert driver? It's uh, the one that Roy McElroy's using. It's got this da 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 and they'd be like, okay. And then again, at the end of the six weeks, the person that sold the most got to play with Rory. That was me. Wow. So I sold the most. Um, and I got to go up to Archfield Links in Scotland, as I said. It was over, I think it was obviously a Saturday so and a Sunday. So you were responsible for all those golfers using that red covert driver. It was a good driver, very high on my Um <laughs> And yeah, I, don't, I mean, I played. I only played two holes then. What was really cool was you got, I mean, obviously after this, I got to go and work properly for Nike, partly because of this, you know, they got to know me and knew I could do a decent job. But at the time, I was still again a student. I didn't have a great deal of money. You got given a full Nike outfit, which nice. at the time was a was you know I'd never had anything yeah, free yeah. before. Full Nike outfit. You got a free driver when you got fitted when you got up there and got a free driver yourself. And in the morning there was a showcase with Ty uh, with Rory, sorry. So there was myself. I was obviously there because I'd won the incentive. But also Nike had had other people from other different things, competition winners, people that actually bid to go. So I think one guy paid ten grand to go. Wow. Um, and you got to, to to see a showcase of Rory that morning. And they had a washing machine. I've told you this story. Not? I've told I don't you know if you have. They had a washing machine because that was just Rory's yeah, yeah, famous, famous thing. thing. So the... Um, if the, you don't know that story, is when, he, when he was a kid, he used to chip into the washing machine at home. Yeah. So they had a washing machine. And then he did this Q&A, Rory, hit some shots. And people could ask him questions. But what was a little bit annoying, sounds silly, it was a bit annoying, was quite a lot of kids there from like local charities or well not charities well I think one from the charity but just school kids or whatever they wanted to get as many people there as they could obviously to make it as high profile event as possible but most of the questions obviously were getting answered by you know kids with the hand up and they get chosen which is, is fair enough obviously and then <laughs> <laughs> little um I mean, I was, how old was I at this time? I was 22, so I was still fairly young. And then they... <laughs> I was still a kid myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then they said, um, does anybody want to have a go against Rory at the washing machine? So I put my hand up. I think you have told And me this. I got picked. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my days. So then Rory stands there with his... I remember it so clearly. He had a 54-degree wedge. It was his own wedge, obviously. He hit one and missed. I stood up with his wedge in front of probably... No, I'm not going to lie, make it, but probably 100 people. Got it in straight away. What? Now, I did thin it a bit, I'll be honest. I thinned it a bit, but it was still like, it bent straight in, and everyone was like, oh my days. Now, there was two things that were annoying. I think how many cameras that were there. No one filmed it. No one. I've got a picture, but you can't, I've got a picture of it for evidence that I did it with Rory, but it wasn't showing it going in, but it did go in. So that was the first annoying thing that no one, actually, somebody may have filmed it, but some that I never then got a chance to speak to. So it probably is somewhere in the world, but nobody then you filmed it. If you're listening to this podcast, I know. And what year? It was 2013. And 2013, you saw somebody July, at Archfield chip in a washing machine yeah. with Rory's wedge, send the video because it's Guy. So I've got the picture of that anyway, which I can put maybe on the Instagram or something. But then the most annoying thing after that was, so we hit one, missed. I hit one, got it in, right? I then did a little wave to everybody. Everyone's laughing. And then had another go. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know why. That's a bit, to this day, that will... I carried on. And obviously never got it in because it was about 15, 20 yards away. It wasn't wow. easy. And I had another go. And that was that was a bit stupid. And then, obviously, as part of the treat, you got to play golf with him. But there was again, there was a lot of people there. So you only played two holes with him. Um, but it was class. It was really good. And we played this par five. I know we joke about me eating it a long way. I'm not long, generally. But I'm, for a club golfer, I'm yeah, fairly yeah. long. You get it out there. There was this par five. And I absolutely crunched a driver. And I, and I mean crunched a driver. And then Rory stepped up and hit his driver. And 
no word of a lie. And this honestly is an exaggeration. I think he was 70 yards longer. Now, wow. we did take a bit more of like a, an aggressive line fraction, which might add 15 yards on. But seriously, he was comfortably um, 50 odd yards longer than me. And that just made me realize at the time that that is, that is serious golf to hit the ball that far. Um, so he'd have been 82 yards past me. He'd have, yeah, exactly. He, he's <laughs> a lot, but he was only, again, he was only 24 or 5 at That's the time. Madness. He was, um, but he was quite sound, to be fair. I mean, it was a good experience, obviously, to, to meet Rory and stuff like that. And it's quite a good tale to tell. Uh, I'm trying to find the picture now. There you go. That's the picture, Rick, of me chipping in the watch. That's me. Oh, That's yeah. his wedge. That's the Washington. Oh, my God. Yards. I didn't know it. And it there, probably is. There's Rory. Where's Rory? That's Rory. He's watching. Oh, yeah. That's Michael Bannon. And then that was a guy called Simon Parkhill that was the MC, like the big boss at Nike at the time. But there's no all these photographers way. here, the proper photographer oh, there. Oh, my God. Proper one there. There was loads of people sat behind me, and nobody got it on camera. Can't believe that. Um, but it was, it was, it was kind of good. And the, in fact, actually... And I've not. I thought I didn't. I've got a video as well. I sunk a, a thirty footer in front of him as well, which is quite cool. But that was my story of when I played golf with Roy McIlroy. Short and sweet. It wasn't that short. Was it? <laughs> that was good. But yeah, I don't think I've told that before on here. So I need to. I need to think of one. Obviously, I've met quite a few players over the time. Now I'm, just, I'm trying to think of one that stood out the most. Mm. What about any ones that you've met, like at an open kind of off course? Because you, you've interviewed and... St- I mean, remember when Cameron Smith, obviously, last week, whatever, was nearly won the Masters, yeah. or was up there. You've interviewed him, if you remember, at yeah. the Open and stuff. So you've spent time, obviously, in Justin Rose, you've spent a lot of time with Lee Westwood. But for me, those ones are impressive, but they're not, like... They're quite, like, the standard. Is there anybody where you've, like, met someone off the course or something like that that's been a bit different? The, the only one, and it sounds ridiculous, like, this mad story now, because I'm rewinding right back now to when I was an assistant pro at Mia actually caddied for david howell oh, did you? which is a bit of a random one and at the time though he was like top he 10 was, in the yeah, world he was, he was good wasn't he? he was unbelievable and and there was a golf day so ism the big management company they had their golf day there and like probably westwood was there darren clark david howell was one of them i can't quite remember everyone and i got to caddy for david Howell for full 18 holes and it was a cool experience um but i remember then that feeling like wow that this this guy is like different level like or at like mm. so far ahead of what i've ever seen before um come back to me on that i feel like i should have a d- good story but i don't feel like i've got one right away but i will have though okay then moving swiftly on this year who ha- we'll do the underrated golf brand a bit later on which golf brand this year would you say has had the best year and, and by best I'll allow you to kind of come up with your own conclusion on what that means mm, right i think there's best that can be measured in a couple of different ways i think there's best i overall impression of how the brand's done and i think mm. you can only measure that by tour victories for people who have who have done the best on tour with that product in the bag the other way of, of analysis analyzing it is how many clubs have been sold but we don't have that data no. so i don't really know about that um or you could almost have it which, which or, or can have my own opinion. yeah your own opinion so which which brand because that's all we can really go off if we've not got stats to hand we could we could we could tr- go through all the data of who's won the most events but that just comes down to some level who's paid the most doesn't it exactly really? yeah and then sales would obviously be one way of doing it but we're not going to go through all the sales data no who do you think has had the best year all round. So obviously not every golf brand makes drive through to ball. Some obviously a lot do. It's a good question, isn't it? Um, who have had the best brand? I'm trying to think of even the products I've tested. 
So let's think. Let's. Th- I think about drivers first. I think brands that had a really good driver season, the ones that I've enjoyed, sim. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't honestly didn't think it was going to do that good. Yeah. And I thought it was ugly when I first saw it, but I think that's been an unbelievable driver. And Cobra Speed Zone. Yeah. I'd say those two for drivers. Have I missed any? Yeah, Callaway's the Maverick. It's okay. Um, Titleist new ones are okay. okay. Pings are coming out soon. Um, Yeah, I'd probably go... You're going to go tailor-made. I'd go tailor-made probably in terms of like the mixture of everything. Yeah. Being people's bags on tour and performance. Correct. But then you've got like Bryson with the Cobra, but that's more Bryson than the driver, I think. Irons-wise, I'd I'd probably again go tailor-made. I think the irons that tailor-made have brought out this year have been astronomical. I've got the P7 MCs in the bag, and they are beautiful irons. Then the 770s have been a great addition. The MBs have been awesome. The the 790s. Zuno irons have been great as well this year. Zuno irons have been very strong this year. (sighs) Wilson irons have been good. Yeah. But if we're going full brand... I'd I'd probably again have to sway tailor-made. I just think they've... They, even though they bring out a lot of stuff and more this year than I feel like they have done in the last three or four years because before that used to bring out a lot, a lot, but they've, they've toned it down and now they bring out the right amount of gear, I think I feel. Wedges, I love. I think the wedges are amazing. I like the fact they brought out the Tiger wedges as well. I think that's a really cool addition. The only thing for me, I think they've to some degree not nailed yet is the putter lineup still. Is that just because the Spider-X is so good and it came Possibly. out last year? Possibly. Because I was thinking that. I mean, I've got a Spider-X, so I can't say anything bad about Taylor. Well, I can't say about Taylor-made putters, but that one's a great putter. This year they had the... Um, C- what was it called? CGF. Which was Central that? Gravity Forward. Yeah, which was a bit... It was a spider, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't. And then what wasn't was the... Was it, I Truss. Truss, yeah. The trusts weren't amazing. Yeah, I probably wouldn't Ball. give it a putter. The ball's good again, isn't it? The ball's good. The only, only other... And, and listen, it's it's simply because of alignment. I do think the Chrome Soft with the th- triple track has been pretty awesome. I'd probably give putters to Odyssey this year because mm. I do think the triple track putters have been amazing. Even though I don't currently use one, more because I don't like the triple track on the golf ball, i.e. the golf ball itself, the Chrome Soft I'm not a bigger fan of. Um, I still feel like we're missing a brand. Like, what are we? This is what I've, I've got a couple of shouts. Well, and this is moving on in a bit to the underrated. But I've got two brands who one's pretty obvious. I've got another brand that I think is underrated this year and last year and probably all the time. Ping. Yeah. Mm. I don't know what it because Ping's very popular. Just don't shout. That's. I mean, this is we're talking very much in a world here that's quite a small world of like social media and advertising and Instagram. In reality, because that sometimes we get. Like when a product gets like leaked, like I've seen leaked images of some products I'm not going to mention now that are coming out next year, and you almost think, oh my God, I can't believe it's been leaked. But 99- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes, until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. 0.5% of golf members would never have seen it because no. we're not living in this world that we are no. which we'd love them to be because we'd have more listeners and more viewers <laughs> but like in the actual outside world Pink has an amazing name doesn't it such a kind of solid brand and, and, and well known and trusted brand but maybe in the world of kind of online it doesn't seem to last year or so doesn't quite have that pop whereas obviously TaylorMade does um, they're just they're just comfortable in their own lane but I don't know how long that lasts for. Mm. I mean, they've got some good players using the stuff as well, like Cameron Chap, Tony. What does he do? Cameron Chap, Cameron Chap, Tony Finau, Tyrrell. Tyrrell, Bubba Watson's just signed a Lee full Westwood. deal. Westwood, friend of the show, Matt Wallace. No, Matt Wallace not anymore, is he? He's Callaway now. Eddie Pepperall. Yeah, they have got a good amount of players now i would say that was something they always struggled with in the past potentially not enough of a of a strong enough field of players using their equipment so we're thinking then all-round brand tailor-made yeah um underrated underrated you've got i've got a few here ping potentially in some areas i can understand it's very also very highly rated so it's yeah, a bit yeah, of a strange yeah. one. wilson wilson i think it's underrated um now this is a strange one i'm gonna sh- i'm gonna say mizuno now, obviously, in the Irons, Mizuno are massively rated, so that goes without saying. But the balls are decent. I'm not, not amazing, but they're decent. The wedges are very good. Um, the putters, I know you weren't a fan. We've actually got a video coming out on some new putters soon. But the Mizuno putters are decent. And the drivers, again, are decent. And when I say decent, if you got fitted to one of those, you probably yeah, would yeah. perform as well as anything yeah. else. But And I use this analogy all the time. If you played in a, a golf event or a club comp or whatever and you played with a guy who was let's say a four handicapper and he had a set of Juno irons in the bag you wouldn't even flinch would you no. completely kind of normal if you played with a guy who had Zuno driver or Zuno putter or use a Zuno ball i mean if you're an equipment nerd like we are most people wouldn't even care but if you're an equipment nerd like we are you might go oh wait well, why'd you why? why you'd ask the question why yeah you'd either you'd either suspect they've got it for free yeah they're sponsored in some way yeah you know, or, I, you know what I think was, you know, it was balls. They've had like a massive deal on American golf, yeah. like four dozen for two dozen or something. And but something as just... a good player, though, yeah, like you wouldn't like. I can imagine that as an eighteen handicapper, yeah, just true. going. I just like the Mizuno ball. It was cheap. I bought fifteen. Yeah, as a good player, for... you think why not use them pro V? But or... as a good player, you're thinking mm. why? Why are you using a Mizuno ball? Why are you using a Mizuno driver? Yeah, but and then it... 
another one we've not even we've not tested much of this year, but Strixon. Yeah, exactly. Strixon bought. I mean, I used the Z Stars again when I was at American Golf. They were really cheap on staff discount, and I was actually playing a lot of golf at the time, so I bought a few dozen. And and genuinely, they were as good as a Pro V one. I'll be honest. If someone said to me, "Can have a dozen for free?" I'm using Pro V one anyway because they're branding. But Strixon stuff's class. The Irons have got a big following. They've got kind of a cult, hardcore online following as well. Strixon now. The the other one for me is. I actually think if you went off sales, I think Shrixon would do well. Because mm-hmm. I think there's massive mark markup, yeah. isn't there, for pros selling them. Um, like, what's happened with Cleveland? Yeah. Because only last year they brought out that really quite cool launch, that launcher driver, which I actually really rated. I feel like they've they've gone off the planet again. Because I felt like last year, Shrixon, because Shrixon and Cleveland are the same, owned by the same company. I think Shrixon owns Cleveland. I felt like when they brought the Cleveland driver out, it was like, right, okay, we're going to have Cleveland with our driver, we're going to have Cleveland with our wedges, and we're going to have Shrixon with our irons. Yeah, that's changed now, hasn't it? it again? Because Cleveland, Shrixon again are bringing out drivers. It's mm-hmm. like, ah. Because Zexio as well is another, yeah. another brand in that umbrella. It's like, it, I don't know. I don't know what they all do. Am I a golf snob? Equipment snob? And Are you? Yeah, because... I can, I'd say you are, yeah. I, I think I am. And I don't, don't mean... Because I can appreciate that Wilson Staff irons are really good. I've hit those new ones that you said were great. And I must admit, they feel awesome. Um, as I've just said, them, Mizuno drivers are really good. Mizuno putters are really good. You know, tricks and et cetera. But I wouldn't use any of it. I wouldn't begrudge anyone for using it. I wouldn't turn around and say, why are you using Wilson irons or anything like that? Because that's just not pleasant, is it? But I wouldn't ever use it. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I, but I also don't think badly of you for not wanting to use it. Like, it's not as if you're saying I don't want to use it. And I'm not, I, you know, there might be some people listening and go, oh, buddy, I'll look at you. But I, I also don't. It's weird. Like, when I had the Wilson Irons in the bag, I really liked them. I used them for performance and feel. But I always felt like there was, and I saw comments online, why have you got Wilson Irons in the bag? People thought you were sponsored because yeah. you used Wilson. It was quite almost out there. Yeah. Like, but, why have you got Wilson in the bag? Yeah. Why have you got an even roll putter? Yeah. You, they pay you. It's like, no, they don't pay me. I just like the equipment. What makes me laugh when people question you? Obviously, as you listen to this podcast, you know that Rick's not paid you any clubs or balls or anything. But what makes me laugh is when people who think you're getting paid by certain brands, if you were taking money by brands, you'd be using a tailor-made driver because they would throw everything at you to yeah. use that driver. Wouldn't you? you wouldn't be using a Cobra driver. Exactly. Like the budgets that Cobra would have compared to tailor-made is a different level. Um, but anyway, so I'm going to say then, for me personally, <laughs> tailor-made probably had the best all-round year. I think Titleist is also up there, to be honest with you. All-round, yeah. All-round. Yeah. I think you probably get Titleist up there almost every year, all-round. Yeah. An underrated, I'm going to go, sounds weird, I'm going to go Mizuno, but not on the irons because they are well-rated. I'm going to go Mizuno as an all-round package. I'm going to go, see, all-round package. I'd okay. probably go Wilson. But the metals, drivers, I know, but irons, wedges, ball. Ball's good, yeah. Bar the metals, which I think they are working on a little bit. Obviously, they had this TV show, I don't know if you heard about it, but mm. they're trying to do something with the metals. <laughs> Where are we going next? Oh, is that your final? I thought you were going to say it like once and for all, Wilson. Like, really? All right, okay. Once and for all. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I probably do. Underrated. But then, so much of me still thinks Cobra. Underrated. 
Yeah, we'll leave that to the viewers. I'm conscious this might be dragging out a bit. I don't know if it is or not. It just might be really good content that people are like. We want more of this. But I'm looking at the time ticking up, and it was on 20 odd minutes a minute ago. Now it's 34. So I'm thinking, someone driving the car, going, for Christ's sake, Ricky Gallio, who are they? Who are you? We're not going to swear this week, are we either? I know. I apologise for last week. That was oh, it was effing and I mean, I told him and, after. Oh, you did. I said tell to him, him, I said, Oi, tubes. Don't you dare come on the best golf podcast and bring your potty mouth <laughs> onto this show. How dare you? We've got a lot to thank Tubes for. He's um, helped us grow. The podcast is struggling. Tubes comes on, number number eight in the country. There we go. He no, knows I'm joking. People but in that podcast has done very well. And as I said earlier on, it's definitely got us inspired to, to get more guests on. It's not going to be every week, but um, people with good stories in golf is certainly the way to go. Speaking of podcasts and podcasts being good, bad, or indifferent, we are the number one golf podcast in the UK. Naturally. Hashtag standard, hashtag everyday, hashtag all day, hashtag easy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, but my second but, but number two is up for grabs. Number two is well, no, number two is also set in stone. Number three is a dog fight. If you oh, want to be yeah. number three golf podcast Whatever. in the UK, do what you want. We don't, don't care. People don't listen by that. Nah, point. some really good podcasts out there. Do check them all out. Um, well, don't. Well, do, but don't. Do, but don't leave them a review. Number two is our fantastic podcast sponsor the open podcast yes brought out another fantastic episode last tuesday which yes. was jewel in the sun it was should we touch on that first i think we should because and i've said this to you offer possibly also honor so i might be repeating myself what i'm enjoying about the open podcasts not only the sponsor podcast for us which of is course. great pay us loads and loads of money i'm joking they don't pay us not enough really um but <laughs> what it's helping me do is genuinely now learn more about the sport of golf about things that i should know that i don't i think that's fair because mm. if someone said to me tell me everything about jewel in the sun i wouldn't have had a clue i'd I'll probably be know a couple of things i'd know it was watson and jack nicholas yeah and i knew it was at turnbury See, i didn't even know it was at turnbury i didn't know that was the first open turnbury ever hosted no nope, did i i wouldn't have known the year off the top of my head 1977 yeah i wouldn't have known for three of the rounds Watson and Nicholas had exactly the same score yeah. until the last put on the last green, which separated them by just one. Yeah. I wouldn't have known any of that. Yeah. I wouldn't have known that Watson piped to one iron straight down the middle of the fairway on 18. And Nicholas and, hit a driver doesn't even know why he did it. Yeah, way off the planet to the right, and he hit this amazing eight iron from 177 yards onto the green, and Nicholas knew, Watson knew that he was going to hold a putt, and what Nicholas did hold a putt, and the way that he... I've seen that image so many times yeah. of, of Nicholas with his arm around Watson. Didn't know what was said, and now I do. You know what? I'll be honest now. I didn't even know that picture that it was Watson that had won. Truthfully, I like. I, I knew that it was like them two. I mean, obviously, I'd look at it again, but like I knew it in my mind roughly that there was a picture of those two kind of embracing. I wouldn't have known when it was from. I'll be honest. The other thing I didn't know is Watson won the Masters that year. That Watson had won the Open three years prior. It was, I think, it was two years prior. Two. But you know what Watson said? I made a note of this. This is obviously him in modern days. So he may have changed his perception on things. So at this point, Watson, right, had won the Open two years prior and the Masters the same year. So he'd won, I think, seventy five won the Open, seventy seven the Masters, and now he's going into the seventy seven Open, right? So he's won two majors in that, that short time. And Tom Watson said, "I was a young upstart. I hadn't really proved myself." I know. How mad is that to say about yourself? You've won two majors in two years. You've just come off the back winning the Masters. And you're saying, I hadn't proved myself. That just shows he's either unbelievably humble or had unbelievable like expectations of himself. Yeah, I really like Watson. I do. Like, in a big way. Yeah, I, I do. really do. And I think I think he's so good for the sport. And I think for, for his history and the fact that he's still performing, you know, 
that one that we listened to in the, was it the first episode of the open podcast when he um nearly won 09. the open at, at um Murfield. Yeah. That unbelievable the story. Was that not Turnbury again? Was it? I think it was. Let me just Google it because I don't want to get this wrong. Stuart Sink, when did he win it? I'm sure it was Turnbury. Could have been. Either way. It was. It was Turnbury. Was it? Yeah. Um, Tom's Turnbury. It shouldn't be called Trump Turnbury. It should be called Tom's Turnbury. And also, as well, the last thing on this I didn't realise until the very end was there were the. So obviously, Jack Nicholas came second. There was 10 shots above third. That's mad. So it literally was them two. Because I knew it was a battle between the two of them, but I didn't know how far ahead everybody else they were. It is very similar to Mickelson mm, and Stenson. Stenson, isn't it? Yeah. It's very similar to that kind of story, but not really good. Definitely listen it out. And this week's episode... This one is a Lee Trevino episode. So let's play a little clip of that right now. Trevino used some unorthodox practice methods in his preparations even hiring the daughter of the local professional to follow him in a golf cart whilst he ran the course. And I would play 18 holes and run between shots. And I would run 18 holes. Uh, Every shot I'd hit, I'd hit the driver, I'd take off running. She had a cart, she'd follow me. I'd hit the second shot, I would run. And I did this for 18 holes every day to get in shape. And, And then in the afternoon I would play golf and I would hit, I would improvise. I would never hit the club that it was called for. If it was a seven iron shot, I would take a five iron, choke it down, hit it low. If it was a five iron shot, I'd take, choke it down, hit a three. And, and this is what I worked on the whole time, the whole time. Went to Muirfield. Unfortunately, it was 95 degrees every day and the wind didn't blow. <laughs> so I, I had to go back to the high ball. I said, oh my. Has that got your mouth watering? It has a little bit. Mm. So, guys, this week, listen to it on all of your favourite um, platforms. I'm going to quiz you this time. Give me oh. three quick fire. Well, my st- well, I can't go quick fire. I want right. to give it. I want to give you the time. It's due. My favourite <laughs> platform for several reasons is Apple Podcasts. I like it because it's built into my Apple phone. I like it because I can. Um, <laughs> are you trying to say something then no not at oh. all i'm just laughing all oh, right okay i like it because i can leave reviews okay and i like to leave five star reviews okay I, I appreciate that a lot of time if it wasn't making content of like course. the open podcast and that rick shows golf show and if i want to leave a five star review and say that rick and guy sent me i'll do that and nobody can tell me otherwise that's my favorite platform bar spotify i do like spotify I like the look of spotify it's a nice green and black platform it's quite cool i feel like kids use spotify so when i do occasionally listen on spotify i feel a bit more down with the, the modern generation the tiktok generation okay. <laughs> um i also sometimes like to go onto the opens website as well because wow. because i think the open do a lot for, for us they do a lot for the the game of golf and the rna as well so i like to go on their website and give them an extra hit that day so you can go add one extra not that they need one extra person but that's that's good isn't it? count um and sometimes as well if i'm being a bit like um bit spicy i go on to amazon podcast wow. as well because that's a bit different and yeah, it's like yeah. that cool kid is like oh so where do you listen to your podcasts on it's like oh i'm on apple i'm on spotify oh yes standard i'm on amazon it's just a bit cool isn't it wow a bit different making jeff, um, jeff bezos a little bit more money yeah and last thing on last week's episode it was good it was um narrated by your friend and my well more your friend really but eric anders lang <laughs> not like him no i do like I'm joking, him i'm joking i met him, met him many a time no eric uh, eric did a really good job of the podcast last week um on the open so yeah check it out but yeah awesome thanks again for the support for the open podcast definitely worth checking out the number two podcast in golf the other thing i don't like about eric is we met him once and spent like a weekend with him and then when we next met him i think he called me gus <laughs> i'm sure he called me gus <laughs> so if eric's Aww. listening which he probably isn't but my name's not gus it's guy get it right yeah 
well, now you're co-host of the best podcast in golf. You should, everyone knows your name. Yeah, some say host <laughs> and that you're the producer, really. <laughs> okay, I'm the co-host. We actually, well, that's the thing. With, with the, the new guy starting, he hopefully is actually going to help us properly produce this, isn't he, really? So like you said, for, for better We'll put a bit of structure to it, stuff. do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so that's gone well. We're currently, I was worried today was going to be really struggling. We're on 42 minutes already, so we couldn't oh, even we, end it there. We, we don't struggle to chat nah. about stuff. Um, you never talked about the actual people, who people met. Oh no, that's not. Whoa, 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 that's, that's dessert. That is. All right. Okay. Quickly then, courses reopening today. Actually, as as we're, it's Monday today, but as people listen today, Tuesday courses reopening. Is it not Wednesday? It's Wednesday. I got that wrong. Yeah. So it's Wednesday <laughs> tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow, people in England again can play golf. Why is it so know. hard? By the way, to you. Why is it so hard? Right, we do this on a Monday, don't we? It comes out on a Tuesday. So we're saying tomorrow because people listen to it, but it's actually two days away. But it always confuses me a bit, doesn't it? Do you get confused by that a bit? A little or? bit. You have to. You have to think a little bit you know, in the future. Yeah, so England, if you didn't know, if you're listening around the world, has actually been in a lockdown now for three weeks or four weeks where golf courses in England have been closed, which has been a real shame. Um, Open again Wednesday. Tea times hopefully will be packed everywhere. Hopefully golf clubs can open because there's logistical nightmares when golf courses have to reopen. So obviously you've got to bring in staff, you've got to bring in the, do you open the clubhouse? A clubhouse is allowed to open, you know, and sometimes in a weird way, like it can cost a lot of money to run a golf club if you're just bringing the members in. Have memberships been frozen at the moment? I guess they have. No, it depends on, so my brother's a member at Grange Park Golf Club in St. Helens where I used to be a member at. Um, and they have actually kept membership running because they're not for profit organisation. Right. So it all goes back into the club. So they literally, I think a lot of the members, although it's still annoying, paying £100 a month or whatever it might be to, to not play golf, it's like, well, if you don't pay that, that's. We're going to shut down. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people, and, and I mean, this is a very broad, bold statement to make, but I think a lot of people that are members of the golf club typically can kind of afford to pay it. I mean, it, in a weird way, you've budgeted to pay you have. 12, 12 months of yeah. X amount of money. Whereas, like my gym, for example, David Lloyd, they've stopped the membership because it's a, it's a for profit business, yeah, yeah. so it's not for we should be paying. Um, so it dep- probably depends on golf club by golf club. I think what a lot of them are doing, again, like the golf club and brothers are, is that normally part of your membership you have to pay like a fifty pounds or hundred pounds towards a bar bill that you get on your card and you use yeah. it throughout the year. They've said this year coming up you don't have to do that. Um, so that's a little bit you know helping people out a little bit, but it's probably golf club by golf club, but. It's not their fault in the day, no. is it? It's, it's no one's what, fault, is it? But I wonder what the ramifications are going to be like. I wonder what if got how many golf clubs are you know horribly going to go under because of all this. You'd imagine it's going to have a massive knock on effect. I know golf has done stuff. amazing this year. I yeah. do honestly think they have. Considering we were shut for how many how many weeks of the year. Oh, yeah. Um, in the summer, it was packed. Every golf course was packed. More people playing than ever before. We went to the Trafford Golf Centre a number of times. It was bloody rammed. Um, and obviously now coming back into it, it'll be interesting to see as we hit December, hopefully we get some dry weather through December in England and people get out and play again, hopefully. Mm. It's just the golf clubs have got to, I don't know how, they may have had a lot of, we've spoke to a few people at different golf clubs, they've had a lot of members join this year off the back of COVID and taking up the sport again or starting from scratch and enjoying it and joining the golf club. It's how do you keep those people invested next yeah, year? Exactly. Is it down to price? Is it down to offering more? I don't quite know what that could be and that's a challenge for those guys. But the thing, the thing is for me as well, personally, I've said this before and I'll say it again, I want to join the golf club next year and it's not the price that puts me off, it's just the fact I don't use it from Jan, Feb and probably March and then October, November, December. But obviously golf clubs need pay and you can't just be a member for six months. Can yeah. you? So it's how do we make golf, it's a, such a seasonal sport, how do we keep people engaged throughout the year? 
I don't know. Mm. It's hard, isn't it? £100 a month or something to be a member of a club and you literally don't touch your clubs January, February and March. It's expensive. Um, yeah, I wonder what. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, I'm afraid. Good. If anyone's got any ideas, email podcast. Any, yeah, email podcast at rickshields.com. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with them, but it'd be interesting to talk about them. Yeah. Like, what are your golf clubs doing? Like, in this time, you know, is there any really I- amazing ideas that people have said that we may be able to talk about on the podcast and then other managers of golf course or, you know, general managers or secretaries or club pros who listen to the podcast might go, you know, that's a cool idea. We might do that. Share and we all become more knowledgeable. Yeah. So do you want to hear a couple of little stories then from where people have met golfers? Love to. So this one is from a guy called Dallas and he said, my daughter and I hung out with Tony Finau's wife during the final round of players last year. So they were obviously at the event. She was extremely nice and polite. My daughter loves following Tony around um, and she loves it because um, to celebrate my Simone heritage. We bought a white hat hoping to get his autograph after the round. Um, his wife said that she would get her to come, to come and meet us. Um, obviously, been spending time with her. She was really nice. So upon leaving the clubhouse, he walked past um, all the reporters and came right to us. And we chatted to him for about 20 minutes. Um, we grabbed autographs and pictures and chatted to him. And he's a really, really nice man. Nothing but great things to say about him. And there's a nice picture of them with him. And oh, I can nice. I can believe that because Tony Fee now is is it such a like such, such a, nice a cool guy. guy, isn't he? But I mean, that one wasn't an event, but to kind of spend time with his wife and yeah. get him to come over is quite cool. David said, I went to school in South Africa with Dylan Fratelli, who came fifth at the Masters this year. I've kept in contact with him while he was studying um, at Austin, Texas with Jordan Spieth. He came over a few years ago to watch Wimbledon and I caught with him. Um, this was before he was on the PJ Tour. So that's quite cool. He went to um, Very school cool. with a, a world-famous golfer. This one's from Alistair. Um, I packed Colin Montgomery's shopping in Asda whilst I was doing a charity bag pack. He was lovely and donated generously towards our target and helped um, give me kind words as I prepared for the London Marathon. Wow. That's quite good, isn't it? Packing bags for Colin Montgomery. I have got one, you know. Okay, I'll get, read these out and you got, get, yeah, it through, get it through. Um, this is from Stephen. Uh, this one sounds so fake, but honestly, it's 100% true. My partner and her family were flying business class to Florida and she was feeling sick. A lack of sick bags meant that she was sick in her mum's hands and then proceeded to move her head and, pie and be sick all over Jim Furyk's feet. He wasn't best pleased. Wow. <laughs> you don't like that, Jim Furyk. I don't quite know why. <laughs> Um, just imagine him being stone-faced like what the hell is this is quite a good one from jonathan we've got a couple more Uh, this is not my story but my mum's last year uh, in september my mum got to her place of work in windsor it's an incredibly posh place of work when when my mum works but we're not posh um the workplace shares parking with a nice housing estate anyway this particular day she noticed the car um, that was parked next to hers was a very very nice porsche with the number plate of pga and it just so happens the person came and unlocked it. Mum got chatting to the guy and said, oh, that's a nice car. Um, had a bit of small talk. At the end, um, she says, oh, do you play golf then? She obviously knew what kind of PJ was. His response was, yeah, I'm a professional. Uh, my mum's response was, oh, that's nice. My son plays um, golf too. Oh, but, you know, what, what's your name? Um, his mum was kind of kind of semi-clear about golf, but not fully. He then responded, Justin Rose. Oh. It's quite cool. But like with that one, I mean, it's not that outrageous. But imagine your mum coming home and saying, oh, she's trying to love a bloke today with a fancy car. All oh, right, he was a golfer. He played golf. All oh, right, thinking it'd be some random bloke. What was his name? Um, oh, was it now? Uh, Justin. Um, Justin Petty. <laughs> um, 
what was his name? Justin uh, Daffodil. <laughs> no, that's not right. It's something like that. <laughs> Justin Rose. That was quite cool. Uh, this is a really good one as well. This is um, possibly one of the more high-profile ones that we've had. This is from Joe. He says, yeah, I met Rick Shields at the Marriott Worsley Park. And my mate shouted to him, hey, Mike, how you doing? Um, what? Hey, Mike, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Embarrassing or what? I can't remember that. Um, I do feel weirdly. Feel I do feel weirdly like somebody shouted you with the wrong name, but that might not have been there. I don't know. They're just calling um, me. I think we've got two more. Calling literally. me something naughty. This one's from Ricky. This one's like again just random. I met Sergio Garcia at a Swansea City football match about nine years ago, and he's got what a picture the with him. Hell, why at Swansea like, City? That I like the fact he's not told us why. Oh my like, god, that's the weirdest ever. Um, and then last one, this is a really cool one, actually. This is genuinely the most high-profile one. It's from Nathan. I met Tiger Woods when I was working at a gym in Melbourne. One of the local football clubs had said he could train at their gym while he was over. But one day he'd gone and it, um, the team were training, so it was obviously ram-packed, and they said he'd have to go somewhere else, which in, in a way sounds weird. But ultimately, it's like if they're a professional football team, they've got to put their own stuff before Tiger Woods, haven't they? Um, his driver that was obviously driving around was a member of my gym, um, so he said he'd stick in there instead. It was an underground bodybuilding gym, but had a real culture of people um, that you just train and just leave them to, to be it, just to do their own thing. And he came in every day when he was in Melbourne. So he was wow. seeing Tiger every day in the gym. That's cool. That is cool, isn't it? But you wonder in a way, like, obviously if I had Tiger Woods in the gym, I'd be flabbergasted. But if it was like a bodybuilder's gym, I'm sure they would know who Tiger Woods is by name, but they yeah. might just be in their own world. And if he, because sometimes I've seen him, he trains like a bobble hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might not massively even clock it. And, and also, if you're in Melbourne, you might not, not think... It's going to be Tiger Woods. Yeah, because obviously he was there playing in a tournament, but not everyone knows that he would have been there exactly. for a tournament. Do you want to know mine? Go on then. I'm expecting quite big things, so don't let me and everybody else down. There's thousands of people listening to this right now, so don't. I once drank four double Sambucas. Okay. For Brandon Grace. Four on behalf of him? On behalf of him. So, <laughs> I don't know how good that is. When I was at May, he was signed with ISM, who we've mentioned already in this podcast, weirdly. But he... um. He used to practice there, and we used to, we used to play quite a bit of golf together, actually. So me, him, Brandon Grace, who, you know, you might know him as a as a European, and he's from South Africa, European tour player and PGA tour player. Done amazing. I think he's got the lowest round of golf in any Open Championship, a 61, which he did at Royal Birkdale. Nice. And um, basically, when he was growing up and kind of crafting his trade, and he, I think he was on Challenge Tour or whatever, he used to practice loads at Mia. So me, him, and two other young lads went round at Mia. He was on my team, Brandon, and we, we were playing for one, one of the lads' birthdays or whatever, and the forfeit for losing the match, you had to go and drink Sambucas in the bar that night as we were going out. So anyway, weirdly, me and Brandon lost, and I'd like to probably put that on my shoulders rather than his. So when we are out in the bar he had a big kind of tournament or something the next day or had a flight. So the other lads lined up these four double shot Sambucas in front of us, four for him, four for me. And I couldn't have had that many. That's too many. It might've been, it might've been two double shots. Maybe I'm probably exaggerating this four in total. He didn't want them. So I had to take the forfeit and drink all four double Sambucas. Wow. There we go. That's a good story. I was thinking of something else. The way I was listening to you, I was just thinking of something else. So what I was thinking, it's a good story though. Um, right, we. This is good. This is good. Um, not that what I'm going to say is good, but what. So we are now finding that a lot of people are emailing us or writing on the pe- uh, Facebook group or the Instagram page that they're like recently started listening to the podcast. They're on episode twelve, for example, 
Um, and that's really good because obviously we want people, new people to be joining all the time. But it sometimes makes you think, like, why haven't people heard of it before or why haven't they found it before? But that's fine. And then we sometimes hear people say or see people say that they've listened to the full lot and they're almost going back again and starting from number one. So I was thinking, when people email us or when people write on the Facebook page or whatever it might be, it'd be good to know people that are up to the current episode. So I should think of a, a word, what we can call them. And I think I've got something. So, you know when you, like, play 18 holes and you go into the clubhouse or they have like, the clubhouse lead? What about, this might be rubbish, you might cringe at this, people that have listened to all 50 are then in the clubhouse. So it's like, when the emails, they can say, oh, yeah, I'm in the clubhouse, we know they've listened to every episode. Okay. So it's like, not that like you're not an award for it as such, but that's when, when you're in the clubhouse when you've listened to every episode. So okay. you, might, you might have listened since day one. And, and done it all every week or you might have started three weeks ago and just done a more people them. do do catch up don't they well, that's the thing Bad. but then let us know say I'm in the clubhouse just so we know okay what do you think I like it yeah and what are people going to do just on the email just so like or... when people email us and say like hi guy and Rick which is always a good way to start an email podcast at rickshields.com brackets just, I'm in the clubhouse yeah just I'm in the clubhouse because sometimes people ask us to, see, people might email us and say like um oh, can you talk about such a thing? And it's something we've done like five episodes ago. Oh, and then they acknowledge okay. at the end, say, oh, I'm only on number 31. I get you. But just be good to know who's in the clubhouse. I like that. I'm talking Ed Browns, oh, John Ed's. Cars. Exactly, Derek Chan. Yeah, them kind of people. They're cool. probably in the clubhouse. Oh, easy. They're in the clubhouse before we've even released it. Yeah. <laughs> They're listening in somehow. Right, are we done? Um, Just last thing, how people in or are in the clubhouse or not in the clubhouse, Um, those that that listen on Apple Podcast, which are your favourite people that do? So what do they have to do to really be one of your true mates? We've said this before. Subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Five-star review. Yes. Like us on Instagram. Yes. Follow us on Instagram. Be part of the Facebook group. Watch everything. Subscribe to everything. Follow Guy on his Instagram. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Over a thousand followers now. Uh, 1,700. <laughs> wow, flex. Yeah and uh, enjoy the podcast we'll see you next week don't forget to listen to the podcast the open podcast after hours thanks so much everybody what are we doing today it's a shame it's not got quite to an hour but that's fine um, do you, we can carry on no time. it's fine let's, let's we keep can probably it drag it out no let's leave it there it is that's people wanting that's the key keep people wanting more see you later peace out everybody deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 